Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. This is Sirius XM Progress. I'm Fugelsang. Welcome to Channel 127. We are so grateful to have you. We're thrilled to be with you for the next three hours. Come at you with empathy, facts, fun, something approaching entertainment. And we got a good one tonight. Uh, we're going to have some favorites on the show. We'll be talking very shortly with uh, our good friend Keith Price, our comedy daddy, in hour number three. He's in mourning. Uh, we have lost Cheetah Rivera at age 91, so we ask you in advance, please, we are very proud to bring you a <laughs> deeply gay Broadway-influenced hour every week, but we're going to be very respectful for Keith tonight. And I, I, I mourn Cheetah Rivera as well. I got to see her do Chicago in London, playing Roxy Hart when she was 66, and she was insanely sexy and great in it. So God bless the great Cheetah Rivera. We'll be joined in hour number two. By our good friend, the Rude Pundit. And in the first hour, I am so excited to have Amisha Cross on this show. I'm a big fan of hers. Been trying to get her on forever. She's a terrific writer. And um, she has uh, worked for the Daily Beast. And she's also been a Democratic Party operative. But her new piece is uh, all about how the right-wing influencers have gone full racist. And they always got to find a way to do it acceptably. And the way they're doing it now is anti-DEI rants. And boy, they hate DEI, don't they? Never heard of it before a year ago, but now it's the root of everything wrong with this country. And I really wish the media would ask them just once in a while, which one of those letters do y'all hate most? I mean, is it the diversity? Is it the equity? Let me guess. You guys hate the inclusion. <laughs> they hate what they're told to hate, brothers and sisters, because as George Harrison said, as long as you hate, there will be people to hate. Thrilled to have Amisha Cross on with us tonight. Our executive producer is the great Chris Household who is running this thing out of South Carolina. Thea Harper's producing this thing right out of Brooklyn, and I come to you from the Isle of Manhattan. We are so glad to be with you. It's been a crazy day today. Joe Biden told reporters his administration has decided the, how they will respond to the deadly drone strikes on a U.S. military outpost in Jordan near the Syria and Iraq borders. While the Republicans are at war, whether to be at war or not, officials in Illinois say... They mulled it over, and 14th Amendment be damned, Donald Trump will be on the 2024 primary and election ballot. Meanwhile, more than two dozen U.S. historians just filed a brief with the Supreme Court today in support of efforts by Colorado and the other states to remove Trump from the 2024 ballot, arguing the 14th Amendment applies to the frontrunner for the GOP nomination. But only because it does, and everyone knows it, and some white people are going to be really invested 
and playing dumb about it. The CDC reports the U.S. is seeing a spike in syphilis infections not seen since 1950. And an Ohio man connected to neo-Nazi groups in the state has been sentenced to 18 years in jail for firebombing a church that was going to have a drag story hour last spring. There's nothing I like more than law enforcement, drag queens, and Christians working together to put Nazis behind bars. We come to you live from the country where Republicans screamed about a border crisis and now scream, how dare you try to have a plan to fix it? The Republicans who've been telling us there's a literal invasion at our southern border now tell us that literal invasion doesn't need to be repelled or stopped. Till January 2025, the MAGA party is willing to let the border go for another year because their cult leader has nothing to run on and needs something to run on beyond vengeance. Folks, tell your your right wing loved ones. This is the proof. Republicans do not want solutions. They just want the problem. And if Republicans had any plans, any policies they wanted to make into law that would help non-millionaires, they'd never shut up about it. When's the last time you've heard about a Republican who has an economic program of some kind, a bill to become a law that would benefit non-millionaires first? They got nothing. So it's going to be Hunter Biden. It's going to be immigration. And it's going to be Taylor Swift. And folks, I wholeheartedly support and encourage the Republican Party to declare war on Taylor Swift as hard as they can. I'm going to talk about that with Amisha Cross tonight. So really quick, I got a call earlier today. Uh, a little personal anecdote asking me if I'd go on a cable TV news show uh, today to talk about the E. Jean Carroll verdict. And I, I was like, well, I'm kind of busy, but I, I care about this. I could do it by Zoom. Um, but the more we talked about it, the more I thought, no, I, I, I think I'll come in person and do this in your studio. Uh, you see, last night, E. Jean Carroll appeared with her attorneys on the Rachel Maddow show in the wake of a jury of nine citizens hearing the evidence and deciding to award her $83 million in the sentencing phase of her defamation trial against the former host of Celebrity Apprentice, who was fired from his own TV show for being too racist, Donald Trump. And and they were in high spirits. E. Jean Carroll brought her attorneys on, and she said she'd be ready to sue Trump again if he keeps on defaming her. Except he hasn't. But we'll get to that in a second. She said, I'm more than willing to do it again because we achieved so much in a seven day trial. We did what people thought was impossible. And and I want to play this clip here because Rachel Maddow asked Eugene and full disclosure, Eugene Carroll's done this show. I'm very biased here. I have known her for over 25 years. My first ever network TV job. She was on the show and Rachel asked her, what's she going to do with Trump's money? to help women's rights. And they joked about going shopping and getting new wardrobes. And Rachel, do you want a penthouse? And her lawyer actually says that's a joke. So listen here to this little clip featuring her lawyer saying uh, that's a joke. You've talked about using some of Trump's money that you're about to get um, to help shore up women's rights. Do you know what that might be, what that might look like? Yes, Rachel. Yes. Tell me. I had such a such great ideas for all the good I'm going to do with this money. First thing, Rachel, you and I are going to go shopping. We're going to get completely new wardrobes, new shoes, motorcycle for Crowley, new fishing rod for Robbie. Rachel, what do you want? Penthouse? It's yours, Nothing. Rachel. Penthouse and uh, France? You want France? You want to go fishing nope. in France? No? Oh. All right. All right. Okay. That's a joke. <laughs> That's a joke. Had if, to add that. if me fishing in France could yeah. do something for women's rights, I would take the hit. You know, I would obviously uh, take one 
for the team. All right, let me. Okay, so they had a laugh over that, and right wing people flipped out over the laughs. Megyn Kelly, it's always nice to mention a co-worker, uh, even a co-worker like Megyn Kelly, who was fired from her NBC show for racist comments, just like Donald Trump. But she's, I'm sure she's lovely. Uh, she, she said this is the kind of clip that could win Trump the election. And people were furious about this, about these women laughing, about a sexual assault survivor laughing that her abuser had been found accountable by a court of his peers. They were furious about it. This judgment was decided by a jury made up of nine ordinary citizens. Joe Biden was not on this jury. Merrick Garland was not on this jury. They did not indict him. Nine regular American citizens decided, no, 83 million. That is the accurate dollar amount to give this woman for what she experienced. The jury that heard the evidence. So I, I was confused. I said, well, wait, wait, why do you want to talk about this? And the producer said, well, our, our host's POV it was that he was really bothered by that. He didn't consider it professional, all those jokes. We want to know your take. And I was like, my, my take is that this was a happy moment because people shouldn't sexually assault women and then they shouldn't defame them. I mean, they should be happy. Donald Trump has to stop disrespecting the justice system. There's 27 plus women who have accused him of doing what he's on tape bragging that he does. Uh, so so I, this is happy. Uh, I have no issue with it. I think they have every right to be celebratory. We are moving as a culture from a, a, a victim culture to a survivor culture. This woman has had horrible, horrible things said about her. Oh, my God. I've never seen I've never seen these right wing American Nazis use the C word more on a public figure than this. I mean, I've, I've heard that word used for her more than Hillary Clinton. And also, <laughs> Trump lied. He lied about her. He said he had never met her. Then they produced a photo of them together. I mean, he's still lying about her. And when they showed him a picture of her in his deposition on tape, you can see it. If your right wing news ever showed you these things, you would see he literally saw a picture of E. Jean Carroll and mistook her for his second wife, the one he abandoned Don Jr.'s mother for publicly. He kept saying she wasn't his type and then incorrectly identified a photo of her as his then wife. So I said to the producer, who's very nice, you know, and I said, I'm more disturbed that a jury of Americans found that this man committed sexual assault and Republican politicians who impeached Bill Clinton for consensual sex are too cowardly to condemn rape. Uh, so I'm happy to. I mean, this is what offended you. What, what else was on TV last night? Hmm? What else was on TV last night that offended you? Less than this. Well, I was checking it out on Fox News special report. Brett Baer was citing right wing polling data to suggest Trump was being targeted in the Eugene Carroll case. That's a common right wing lie. You'll hear this a lot. New York State invented this law just to trap Trump. The Adult Survivors Act was modeled after New York's Child Victims Act. And it allows people who have been the victims or claim to be the victims of sexual abuse in previous years, but did not come forward because we know how society has always treated people who come forward. And if you did not come forward before the statute of limitations now for a limited window of time, you have the opportunity to take your case to court. And a lot of brave women and a lot of brave men always, God bless the men who come forward with their stories of sexual abuse. We are a long way from them being accepted. We're just at the beginning days of women being accepted for this and not being shamed. So, uh, yeah. You know, last night we saw we saw them saying this lie on Fox News that this was all just a trap. The law was invented to trap Trump. Byron York was on Fox. So, you know, it was a summit. He said Trump supporters believe he's been unfairly pursued. I, 
I mean, he compared the money, uh, the, the, the verdict to the Russia affair. <laughs> and, and I was most offended that Fox News' most watched show, Sean Hannity, didn't mention the jury awarding E. Jean Carroll 83 million. You're you're more offended that she took her abuser to court and they ruled that she was abused and defamed. And in the sentencing phase, they gave her 83 million and they were happy about it. Yeah, but the producer said to me, well, he's just saying, how is this going to help Trump? This will help Trump that they were laughing about it. I'm like, 10 months from now in November? I mean, I mean, a jury of Trump's peers found him liable of sexual assault and defamation. Jury of his peers decided on the 83.3 million. But you're right. E. Jean making jokes at the expense of her abuser. That's going to swing the election for coup plotting, <laughs> for business defrauding, for her rapist. You know, I was going to vote for Joe Biden. I was really mad about Donald Trump's corruption and January 6th and losing Roe v. Wade. I was really mad he told everyone in my family that it was safe to go to church during a plague on Easter Sunday, but he was telling Bob Woodward the same week he knew it wasn't safe and he wanted my family to fucking die to get himself reelected. I was mad at all that. But then his rape victim laughed on Rachel Maddow. So I guess I'm going to have to go for Trump. What the? What, what, what? This is the argument they were giving me. I mean, why did these people express outrage over the right wing mocking Paul Pelosi when his head was literally bashed in with a hammer? I'm offended that 26,313 women in Texas are pregnant from rape right now. And Donald Trump and Greg Abbott are forcing those 26,313 American citizens to be pregnant by their rapist against their will. And we're talking about outrage over over what again? Trump was ordered to pay 83 million to this woman. Fox News was ordered to pay $787 million for their lies. Alex Jones has to give a billion and a half to Sandy Hook parents for his lies. Rudy Giuliani has to pay $148 million to Ruby Freeman and Shamos for his lies. So what we're seeing here is Americans using their government for redressive grievances rather than waiting for politicians to come save them. <laughs> so I said, I'll be there. And they said, OK, we took down all your comments. You know how this story ends, right? About 20 minutes later, I got a phone call. Yeah, we're not doing the segment tonight. <laughs> I said, great. I got work to do anyway. <laughs> this is a happy story. E. Jean Carroll should be happy, and so should all of us. Because it appears in the 2020s, as it stands now, defamation suits from ordinary citizens are the only way to hold destructive liars accountable. I'm not waiting for politicians to do a thing. Now, one more thing I want to I want I want to tug on your coat about, and that's Congresswoman Cori Bush. Now, when she was first elected, I, I was thrilled about it. You know, single mother, first black woman from Missouri ever sent to Congress. She's an RN like my mom. We know now that the DOJ can investigate a black congresswoman. Uh, they cannot investigate any of the white congressmen who tried to throw out your democracy in support of the insurrection. That's too hard. But Cori Bush has said the DOJ is investigating her campaign spending on security. And, and it's icky. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's icky. So, so bear with me on this. She married one of her former security guards, and her campaign paid him forty two grand in the first three quarters of last year. Her campaign paid the man she was married to. So uh, this woman's been the target of the right since she came into office. Uh, October of 2022... About a year and a half ago, the New York Post reported that her campaign had spent almost half a million dollars on private security during the 2020-2022 campaign cycle. And because Cori Bush is someone who supports defunding the police, this opens her up to all manner of accusation from the right. So now she's under criminal investigation by the DOJ. 
They issued a subpoena to the House of Representatives Sergeant at Arms for records relating to the misspending of federal security money. I'm a little confused. Did Cori Bush just become a Republican? Because all I've heard from all the Fox News I've watched in the last year is that the Justice Department has been weaponized to go after Republicans only. And again, she's she's had this concern trailing her. I'm a fan of hers. I support a lot of what she fights for. But she faced criticism over her push to defund the police and then spent a lot of money on private security. So it needs to be investigated. Maybe it is hypocritical. Maybe there's a good reason for it. But I'm on the side of saying any Democrat who knowingly broke the law needs to be investigated and, if warranted, face consequences. Isn't that easy to say? I mean, Merrick Garland's going after Cory Bush. He didn't do a thing to any of these rat bastards who participated in a goddamned coup and terrorist attack on your capital. It's disappointing. It's concerning. It's oddly selective. And again, I like Cori Bush. Not going to pretend I'm objective here. I never will. They've been after her nonstop. I root for her to defeat the Republicans trying to destroy her because they don't like having a black woman representing inner city Missouri. But if she knowingly broke the law, she deserves consequences. Oh, my God. It's so easy to say that, isn't it? I'm not calling it a witch hunt. I'm not saying the DOJ's interfering in the election. Not saying Merrick Garland is weaponizing the Department of Justice against her. No. If Cori Bush broke the law, prosecutor. Say, say it out loud with me. I love her, but I'll say it. If Cori Bush knowingly broke the law, prosecutor. And if any other member of Congress knowingly broke the law, prosecute them. Lock them up. Party affiliation doesn't matter, right? Right? I mean, Democrats are not in lockstep when there's sex abuse allegations against other Democrats. Think about who you've seen Democrats throw over the side of the bus in the last 15, 20 years. Katie Hill, Al Franken, John Edwards, Brock Adams, Elliot Spitzer, Kwame Kilpatrick, Anthony Weiner. And he was the biggest, biggest political sex scandal with absolutely no sex. If that guy just had a mistress like a normal congressman, he'd still be in power. Uh, Jim McGreevy. Uh, Ruben Cahoon, Bob Wise, Bob Filner, Andrew Cuomo. What do I always say? Dems eject them. Republicans reelect them. So so I want to leave you with this. It's a fun exercise to do with your right wing loved ones or those trolls on Twitter that lack the manhood to show their name and face when they call you cuck. Let's practice this. Ready? It's a fun game you can do. Just just say the sentence. If any Democrats knowingly broke the law, they should be tried and face the consequences. It's not hard to say. Now, now try this. A little wrinkle. Try and say this one. If any Bidens knowingly broke the law, they should be tried and face the consequences. Memorize this like a mantra. And the next time you're debating a right wing person, especially on Twitter, just repeat it. If any Bidens knowingly broke the law, they should be tried and face the consequences. So then tell them I'll post that and post it on Twitter and then ask them to post the same sentence with the word Trump's. Ask any conservatives in your family, your coworker you're arguing with to post that sentence, not to say it to you, to publicly post it on their social media. If the Trumps, if any Trumps knowingly broke the law, they should be tried and face the consequences. Post it nine times out of 10. And I want to hear what your experiences are with this little game. They won't be able to do it. They will attack you. They will call you names. They will evade any way they can. But they can't say or post the words, if any Trumps knowingly broke the law, they should be tried and face the consequences. Because they know they will never be forgiven by their peers 
if they suggest Trump face any accountability for any crimes he may have knowingly committed. Donald Trump is in court right now arguing that it is impossible for presidents to break the law. That they are not officers of the U.S. government, even though they take an oath of office. He's literally making these arguments. And your right-wing loved ones and the trolls on Twitter don't know he's making these arguments because the media they consume don't tell them. We have gone from Nixon to Trump. We've literally gone from I am not a crook to a crook is not a crook. So try to try one more time. Ask them, will you post this sentence? If any Trumps knowingly broke the law, they should be tried and face the consequences. They can't. They know what'll happen if they suggest lawbreakers face consequences. It is a cult. (laughs) Lock Hunter Biden up. I don't want to see the guy go to jail. Hope he sues them all. But I'm so glad that I don't care if he goes to jail for any laws he broke because it's worth it to not be in a cult. We want to know what you guys think. We're at 866-997-4748. 866-997-GRIT. We'll be back in just a moment with your calls and Amisha Cross. This is Sirius XM. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Hey all, Glenn Kirshner here. So friends, I hope you'll join me on my audio podcast, Justice Matters. You care about ethics in government, criminal justice reform, a conflict-free federal judiciary? I thought so. On Justice Matters, we take on issues involving the need to reform our government and its institutions. And we talk about real, achievable reform. I hope you'll join us. Look for Justice Matters wherever you usually get your podcasts. I'm John Fugel saying this is Sirius XM Progress. We're at 866-997-4748. Tomorrow morning, we are taping a very special interview in the Sirius XM studios in Manhattan with an old friend of this show. We haven't on since before the pandemic, but he is a living legend. He has done a solo show about his life, and Spike Lee has produced a really wonderful film about it. The man is, of course, uh, Olympic gold medalist, former hero of the New York Knicks, best-selling author, former United States Senator from New Jersey, and former presidential candidate bill bradley will be airing that very soon we're thrilled to get him back on the show now last week 
we saw Boeing having some very publicized trouble with their airplane fleet. And I I thought, okay, well, this is very scary. I fly all the time and I'm terrified of bolts coming loose and a panel door flying off. Finally, something the right and the left we can agree on the need for adequate safety oversight. Thank God we have a reasonable story shows why Americans deserve regulation. Turns out I was wrong. Uh, Elon Musk and Charlie Kirk and several others in the right wing blogosphere, they actually saw Boeing having these problems with their uh, airplane fleet. And immediately they knew to blame it on black people. Were black people responsible? No, but it doesn't matter. State legislatures around this country are passing laws all over the place, reducing black access to the workforce and to education. The system is rigged. It is what we mean when we say institutionalized racism, and you're watching it play out right in front of you as they demonize any attempts to redress past grievances from the words Black Lives Matter to diversity, equity and inclusion. Now, Amisha Cross is a Democratic strategist for national, state and local campaigns. He's a regular political commentator. You may have seen or heard her on BBC or NBC. She's also a former campaign and communications advisor for President Obama and a policy advisor for the National Urban League. She's a dynamite writer. And her new piece on the Daily Beast was so great. It's called Right Wing Influencers Are Going Full Racist and Anti-DEI Rants. Because, as George Harrison said, as long as you hate, there will be people to hate. What a pleasure to welcome Amisha Cross to SiriusXM. Hello. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for writing this piece. You so nailed it. I have to be honest with you. I, I, I saw the initial feedback on the Boeing story, and I thought, what, what does this have to do with diversity, equity, and inclusion? Oh, oh nothing. But racists want to be racist, and they'll log on to anything they can. I mean, Elon Musk, I, I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that an apartheid Nepo baby would be racially ignorant and insensitive. Absolutely. And he chooses to be so on purpose. And and mind you, this is the same racist Nepo baby who was currently has several um, pieces of litigation against him and, you know, his fleet of cars, Tesla, from diverse uh, from diverse employees. So this guy has Mm -hmm. a very interesting background and some things going on within his his own company. But the part that I think is most frustrating here is that, as you pointed out, um, the issues that Boeing has, first and foremost, aren't new. Boeing's been under the radar for quite some time in terms of things that or flights planes that they produce that have caused problems. Um, that's not a new issue for them. Also, a lot of this has contributed not to DEI, DEI uh, spoiler alert, that not that many black people work for Boeing, but the other mm-hmm. piece is that it is that they have done a lot of outsourcing jobs. So a lot of yes. this is quite frankly, them trying to get things done on the cheap, which Republicans typically stand for um, and have outsourced their jobs to to other places and to get things done a lot faster. This has absolutely nothing to do with DEI. What we've seen the right wing do is basically weaponize DEI to eliminate uh, openings for black people. When I see DEI, we know that it's diversity, equity, and inclusion, but they have a target on the backs of black people. As you know, DEI expands well beyond race. It is also for individuals who are in underrepresented groups. So that could be somebody who has a disability. That could be someone who um, is from another country. That could be someone who doesn't speak, uh, who doesn't speak our language. That could be someone who um, is of a different religious background. Diversity means several things. But when the right wing speaks of it, they are specifically speaking to and about 
black people. And this is a huge push that we've seen since, you know, the the, the protest that came out of um, the murder of George Floyd, where you saw so many DEI offices pop up and so many DEI pledges pop up. And now we're seeing this surge of right wing aggression towards the progress and the inclusion of black people. Amen. I mean, it's true. If you hear them say certain words, you know they're talking about black people like DEI, like thug. I've never heard Fox News called a white lawbreaker thug. I've never heard Fox News called a white lawbreaker and illegal either. But Elon was especially egregious because this this hump, he he actually tweeted out that he he's he's got a different strategy. Ms. Cross, he doesn't call it DEI. He calls it D.I.E. like die. See, that's because that's clever. And that's how he's going to uh, outfox the civil rights movement. He said it will take an airplane crashing and killing hundreds of people for them to change this crazy policy of D.I.E. So to me, it sounds like he's just saying that that black folks are responsible for the problems with Boeing's plane. Right. I mean, that's pretty direct. He absolutely is. He's blaming black people for Boeing's uh, Boeing's plane issues, again, which have been seismic for years now. This is one that recently made headwaves. Um, he's also, he's not the only one. He has been joined by several um, top CEOs. He's been joined by several other vocal conservatives, including um, I- including the founder of uh, at that random campus group that annoys everybody. <laughs> uh, Turning Point USA. We're oh, watching yes. this happen often and they are blaming black people people, not only in terms of Boeing, but also pilots. And what we do know is that black people make up a little over 3% of the uh, pilot fleet across the United States. Black people fly a lot. They're not a lot in the cockpit. So we have to be very like strategic when we have the conversation, because what we're seeing here is this aggression towards black people that rose out of a push against um, what mm-hmm. was considered a post-racial society, which we quite mm-hmm. frankly have never been in. Um, we're seeing, you know, on the political side, Nikki Haley talk about America not being a racist country when, spoiler mm-hmm. alert, everything we've seen says that it quite frankly is. <laughs> and it's just really frustrating to watch. But we're also seeing that this rhetoric has a real play in state legislatures. And I think that's the craziest part. Absolutely. But again, I mean, Elon Musk seems to have decided he's willing to do this to become popular with mediocre dude bros, which has driven so much of his activities in the last year. But you said something, Miss Cross, I want to ask you to repeat again, because I think it bears repeating. What percentage of U.S. airline pilots are black? Just over three point three percent. So it's three point two percent. The overwhelming majority of airline pilots in this country are white and they are white males. This is the most non-diverse group with the exception of people, with the exception of the medical field that actually exists in this country. So diversity is not present in our flights. Today's flights are almost as white as they were when the Wright brothers took flight in 1908. We have to be very real about who is actually flying these planes. This isn't even an actual argument, not a legitimate one. This is one that Elon has used um, basically is another feather in the hat to slam black people. This is the same Elon Musk who is across Twitter liking and resharing tweets that basically argue for eugenics, black people having smaller brains, HBCUs not being effective in producing black talent because test scores show in, in, or we've heard from the individual who originally tweeted this, that um, black people are not as intellectually capable. We have heard these arguments before. These were the same arguments that were used to perpetuate slavery. Arguments that Mm -hmm. said that because black people had smaller brains, they had lower intellectual capacity, they were more fit for field work than they were to actually be educated and go into these other fields. We are seeing a resurgence of, I would argue, pre-Civil War era tactics when it comes to the racism that is fervent in our debates. 
Oh, I think it's healthily post-Civil War as well. I mean, did, did Musk really retweet uh, a, a, a post that said that black people have borderline intellectual impairment? He retweeted this? Oh, he absolutely did. And he got called out by the NAACP and several of our legacy civil rights organizations. Let me ask you, you mentioned Turning Point USA. I'd like to ask about the um, freakish, balloon-headed, but small-faced racist who runs it, Charlie Kirk, who is a 14-year-old fascist. So I give him credit for achieving so much in junior high school. Uh, He literally, and I I heard this clip at the time last week, we talked about it on the air. He tried to use what happened with this Boeing plane to argue against having black pilots, who, again, only make up 3.3% of the workforce of American pilots. What did Charlie Kirk say on his podcast? Charlie Kirk is very, um, he's he's been a racist for a long time, so none none of this is new. But he argues that he would be fearful if there was a black pilot, Um, denoting essentially that if there is a black pilot, then um, plane crashes will happen. Another news bit for you, plane crashes are extremely Uh. rare. Um, Not only in America, but generally speaking, plane plane crashes are rare. And when you have less than 4%, we're talking 3.2% of black people who actually fly these planes. Of that number, not a single black pilot has been responsible for a plane, for a plane crashing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Candace Owens got in on this by saying, I'd be terrified if I got onto a plane and saw a woman flying the plane. The reality is that Alaskan air flight that where the door blew off was landed safely and calmly by a woman pilot. These people do not wait to get the facts because the facts don't matter. They are trying to feed the racist amygdalas of their viewers. That's it. They they say things. And if the things are racist or untrue, they'll never be held accountable. This is what the right wing media sphere is. And they know who their base is. And this is red meat for that base. This is the same base that, you know, cheers on MAGA. This is the same base who thinks that immigrants um, spoil the blood of America. These are the same folks who believe that um, in white replacement theory, that somehow this, you know, these black and brown people are basically taking away the America that whites have come to know, the America that only they've been able to benefit from, the America that is not competitive, the America where they always win and everybody. Everybody else is waiting to have uh, the crumbs that are left over. These that's right. That is that ideology. And, and again, let's also point out that having black pilots in commercial aviation begins with the military. The more African-American pilots serving in our military, the more African-American pilots will work be working in commercial aviation. But again, the military is like a prop for them, like Christianity. They don't actually care about it only in terms of how useful it can be to us. So it it seems like they're using this pilot workforce demographics to target DEI because they're playing the oldest game in the book. They're exploiting a social issue to scapegoat tiny minorities. And it works every time, to be honest. And that's one of the saddest things about it, because if you create the boogeyman out of black people, time and time again, America has fallen for the trap. We saw it in the push against anti-CRT and the push against CRT. We saw it with the book bans. We have seen it yeah. with um, affirmative action. Now we're seeing it with DEI. At every rung for them, it tends to work because America tends to go back to its mean. America's original sin was slavery, and they still haven't coped with and figured out how to move beyond some of the, you know, a, a lot lot of the white supremacist institutions that were created out of that system. And at this point, I feel like they would rather deny the fact that this ever happened than to face what America actually is. 
I mean, you know, they tried it with CRT. They tried it with the word woke. But DEI is helping them. As of this week, as you point out in your excellent piece in the Daily Beast, Florida's 28 public colleges are now prohibited from using government funds for diversity, equity and inclusion efforts. And Texas has what, like 30 new anti-DEI laws? I mean, exactly. All over this. You know, everything's bigger in Texas and Texas will not be outdone by Florida. (laughs) So here here's what I think about this. Uh, They're terrified of a number. And the number is 2045. The year that white people are projected to become a minority population in this country, they're going to be a minority. And these right wing men are terrified of being treated by any new majority the way right wing men have always treated minorities. So these efforts, what they're doing, they know they can't change the demographics. They're going to try to rig the system. And so it will still be a culture of white supremacy long after whites become a minority. Exactly, exactly. And that that fear, that sheer fear that we've seen from the census um, as a result as a result of the census, white people, um, particularly those who are right wing conservative, uh, conservative white people see this as the biggest fear that if another population, a person of color population comes into political power, comes into private sector leadership, comes into government leadership, in addition Mm -hmm. to um, small businesses and things like that, the pendulum will have changed. And they know how they treated those groups. They don't ever want to be in the same position that they have created for generations for people of color. The other piece is power never seeds power without some area of force. So I think that what we're seeing here is people who have been in power since the dawn of this nation that will fight to the death to not see that power have to be shared. It's really true. And as you put it, the fix is in to ensure diversity isn't reflected in high paying jobs, the highest level of government or leadership in America's top educational institutions. And as awful as all this is, it is nice to remind ourselves they're going to fail. Right, Amisha? I mean, they're going to fail. They can't change progress. They can't stop demographics. They cannot change how America is going to continue to grow and evolve. All they can do is be destructive and reveal how real their racism is and how false their Christianity is. Absolutely. The ship has left, uh, you know, that the train has left the station here. Um, America is more diverse. Its classrooms are more diverse than it's ever been. America's diversity is one of, I think, the crowning jewels of this nation. Um, We are not homogenous by any means. And the fight to take America back is a scary one, but it isn't one that's not met with a heavy dose of advocacy. And we're watching time and time again, um, civil rights warriors who have stepped forward and will fight these, uh, these laws at the state level, who will fight bills at the state level, who are walking into positions of power where we have our first black woman vice president. We have our first black woman on the Supreme Court. Um, We have several judges and we're watching time and time again, uh, black people take leadership roles specifically. Black women have the most small business ownership in the entire country, the most degreed population in the entire country. These are things that are undeniable. This president has appointed more black women as judges to the circuit court than every other president in history combined. And it's terrifying certain people who don't mind black folks being here. They just want it to be the way their grandparents led them to expect it would be. Exactly. In an an era where time after time, black people were seen as servitude. Um, as people yeah. who helped white people make money, not people who made money on their own or had <laughs> their right. own property or actually were achieving these higher levels of um, these, these higher levels of ownership when it came to business, when it came to the C-suite and things like that. That that was a comfortable space 
for white conservatives. It was a comfortable space for people who want to hold on to America's past. But that space was largely driven because, quite frankly, there were laws in place that prevented black access to these things. You're right. Completely. They're trying to revert back to that time. Exactly. And they're they're going to lose. And it's fun to watch it. Can, can I can I ask you uh, on a side note about the wackiest distraction they have this week? Miss Cross, I always say if, if the Republicans had any policies that would help non-millionaires, they talk about it nonstop, but they don't. So we're going to hear a lot about Taylor Swift. And she backed Joe Biden in 2020. She said she wished she'd backed him harder. And now they're waiting for her to announce she'll support him this year. And Donald Trump and his army of mediocrities are very upset about her. And Trump has privately been saying that he's more popular than Swift and he has more committed fans than she does. I I've been dying to get your take on this. I know that you are a fan of Ms. Swift's work, and it really seems like to me this is exactly the kind of fight the Republican Party should pick. I would love to see them alienate women and young people even more before the summer comes. This is wild, and they are in for, as a song title of Taylor's goes, a cruel summer. Um, young people, particularly Gen Z, but young people are in lockstep with Taylor Swift. They love Taylor Swift. Taylor has come out, to your point, um, in the last election speaking and she had been apolitical for a very long time but she came out because she saw the rampant anti-lgbt anti-trans specific um laws that were being pushed in southern states particularly her home state of tennessee um and she saw marsha blackburn and some of the very aggressive ways that she spoke spoke about lgbt people as if they were animals and she came out and spoke against it and i respected that fully as someone who's been a taylor swiss fan since her first album um seeing an artist (laughs) who is at the peak of her game who was talked down by her label and her own father about stepping out and saying anything out of fear of backlash she did it at the height of her career and i think that she deserves major credit for that but she's also someone who recognizes the humanity in individuals be it whether they're lgbt black migrants people who deserve to be treated humanely. And I think that that's one of the things that she stands on and women's reproductive rights. So the right, and as much as they're pushing against Taylor Swift and honestly, the people who support Taylor Swift, Gen Z, a lot of people outside of Gen Z, I'm not Gen Z, I'm a millennial. However, I do think that instead of expanding their policies to include the ideas of those who are younger, who want to see women's reproductive rights, who want to see acceptance and tolerance of individuals from other racial backgrounds, who want to see civil rights advocacy, they have decided to dig their heels in and only appeal to a narrow group of racists. And if that's who you choose, don't get mad at Taylor Swift for doing what she does. Mm-hmm. She's, these are the policies she agrees with, the ones that she supports, are honestly the ones that the majority of Americans support. That's why it's so hard for Republicans that's to it. win the popular vote in general <laughs> elections every presidential year. I, you know, I, I don't want to be cynical and I don't want to be negative, but I, I just I, I want so badly for them to go to war with her. I really do. And I have a feeling that cooler heads will prevail. And by the end of this week, the MAGAs will be given different thinking instructions and we will not be hearing any more of this Taylor Swift talk. I think they're going to try to uh, back down from this as soon as they can. Am I should I be more hopeful that they're going to go through with it, Amisha? I don't see it happening. I think that they are going to back down from Taylor in the same way that we saw them back down from the economy. The minute that economic message failed because the Biden economy is showing strong signs of improvement, also that, you know, people will even be more comfortable with the economy by the time we hit summer. They are no match. MAGA is crazy, but they are no match for Swifties. So good luck with that. (laughs) It's really great to see how fragile all these NFL fans are. Amisha Cross, it is such a pleasure having you on this show. I am like a monster fan of yours. What is the best way for our listeners to keep track of all of your many doings and all your work? 
Absolutely. You can find me on all things social at Adamisha Cross. What a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Please come back and see us again. Thanks for having me. The new piece once again in the Daily Beast, right-wing influencers are going full racist in anti-DEI rants. We want to know what you guys think. We're at 866-997-4748, and we will be right back in just a moment. This is SiriusXM Progress. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm John Fugelsang. This is SiriusXM Progress. We're at 866-997-4748. Let's go to the callers. We'll be taking your calls all evening. If you're on hold, please stay there. We will get to you. Marie in Atlanta, thank you so much for waiting. Good evening. Thanks for taking my call, John. Hi. um, So I was listening to the, the, uh, I was watching the the interview with Rachel Maddow um, that Eugene Carroll and her attorneys did last night. And I confess that when she was making the joke about, I'll buy you a new wardrobe. We're going shopping. We're buying new shoes. I had that, the lawyer in me had that cringe moment of, oh, no. This <laughs> is not what you really want to say. Um, but, you know, in terms of the litigation, other than an appeal, the litigation is over. What she yeah. said does not raise an appealable issue. Um, and if it was something that was that bad, um, I don't think we would have seen the degree of restraint to the extent that he ever does restrain himself that Donald Trump Mm -hmm. has exercised. If you notice, he has kept her name out of his mouth. That's the point. That's the point. People want to be mad at E. Jean Carroll, be mad at Rachel Maddow for having a laugh. No, the point is it worked because after he lost the first time, he couldn't. Five million was the first settlement. And he couldn't stop defaming her. So she took him to court again. And then 83 million. And Marie, he has not mentioned her name since. They finally exactly. showed he can be beaten. He can be scared. He can be cowed into submission. And, you know, for for a survivor of sexual, sexual assault who has had to keep that information, first of all, to have kept it quiet for as long as she did before finally coming out, and telling her story. I mean, there's there's all of what went into the energy of suppressing that. And yet it's like having a stone in your shoe. Every time you step on, you know, you take a step in that shoe, the stone is there to remind you it's still there. 
right? Yeah, listen, I, I don't ever get fun. to judge any woman or any man for how many years they wait to come forward. I don't ever get to judge yeah. anyone. But you see these bigots. Well, she knew for all these years. Why didn't she? Why did she make jokes about sex? Why did she enjoy sex and laugh during her life? Why wasn't she just a, 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 a weeping wreck for several decades over this? Fuck all these awful men. I, you can't begrudge anyone. The law was passed. No. People could come out and, and sue. And a jury believed her. The end. Exactly. And she's allowed to have, I mean, I, I sort of looked at it as that moment of release when you finally realize, I mean, first of all, the fact that she described him as being nothing, as being yeah. so small and nothing. Um, what that told me is that she had clearly carried some fear about having to face him in court. Um, and when she realized that, that he wasn't something to be afraid of, um, that was clearly a, a, a moment for her. But then on top of that, you know, the fact that she won the litigation, again, it's that release of decades of having to suppress this story, having to deal with it on her own. You know, and of course, there's always the second guessing. Did I do this wrong or did I say something or whatever? And everything you ever did in your life is going to be scrutinized. Every goofy joke you ever told, every name you ever gave a pet. This woman's 80 and she doesn't care. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't I don't begrudge her the, the the moment of levity of, you know, hey, doing the Oprah, you get a new wardrobe and I get a new wardrobe. Correct. I get it. Right. It was just it was the release of I am no longer essentially in bondage to this. That's matter. it. That's it. And more power to her. God bless her. I'd be laughing if I was her as well. Literally, a woman who was sexually abused takes him to court, wins a massive settlement, and she's happy. And our conservative Christians aren't mad at the rapist. They're mad at the victim for being happy. That's the optics. Counselor, thank you very much for approaching the bench. You always leave me smarter. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> you deserve better. Thank you. Quick break. We'll be right back with The Root Pundit and your calls. 866-997-GRIT. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Eight six six nine nine seven forty seven forty eight is our number. Eight six six nine nine seven grit. Let's go back to the phones for just a second, shall we? Laura in Connecticut. Thank you for waiting on hold. You're on Sirius XM. Hello. 
Oh, hey, John. Glad glad you took the call. Glad I waited. Thank you. Great show. I'm glad you did, too. Uh, Thank you. It was great. One thing I have to say, and you'll appreciate this as a New Yorker, because I grew up in the lower Fairfield County, so I went to New York. My dad lived there, and I worked there. I lived there. One thing that I think Trump hates most about E. Jean Carroll is she she is something that he will never be, and that is a classy New Yorker. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that, he, hates, he hates women who are smarter than him, but are his age. He's a misogynist prick, and we all know this. Yeah. I mean, New York's known it for a long time. I remember, what was it, 1990, when he began humiliating the mother of his children by taking his girlfriend out in front of the paparazzi every single night. I mean, New York was so done with him in the year 1990. Right. So disgusting. Anyway, yeah. I want to talk about misogyny because I think... As we learned when Obama got elected, how racist our country still is. We learned when Hillary ran, how misogynist we still are. I learned that when she was first lady, but I get what you're saying. Go on. Right. So so now they have it's like the Ayasara and they have, oh, it's a it's a woman making a mistake. It's a black woman making a mistake. We got to focus on that. Let's not focus on the fact that we as Republicans have no platform. And don't care about anybody else but billionaires getting tax cuts and having regulations taken away. So I think mm-hmm. the misogyny is real. I love it when I, I have to say, I know sisterhood is powerful, but I love it when they use it against Nikki Haley. Tell me. Because they're eating their own, right? Yeah. And this is what we want them to do is to eat their own. And I really yeah. want all the Democrats and all the people who go to Nikki Haley's rallies, and I think she should stick around for a while longer just to get under Trump's skin more. She'll be here for at least and one more month. She'll stick around through South Carolina. I, I, I know that. that I think you're right, because she's going to lose, which is unfortunate. So anyway, I never think know. that we asking her and anybody else, but especially her, as a woman, how do you defend your pro-life stance? How do you defend your party against other women? How do you do that to other women as a woman? How much of a self-hating woman are you that you would throw that on other women to bear that burden? Throw what on other women? I'm sorry. Throw, throw what on other women? Well, just to tell them they can't have abortions. How can oh, you give your yeah. life as a woman to other women and say, yeah. I'm sorry, you, know, you can't do that? 26,000 women in Horrible. Texas are pregnant by their rapists right now because Donald Trump decided, and Donald Trump and Greg Abbott decided, that those women should be forced by the state to be pregnant with their rapist baby against their will. These are American citizens who are into forced pregnancy against their will. That's Donald Trump. It should be very easy for Democrats to run on that. I, I, I don't know if they will. Well, and Gilead is right around the corner with that stuff. I know. know. I, that... I know. Oh, I, I know. Wanna, Fortunately, I none know. of these people have read the Bible. So go ahead. I don't know if you caught Bill Maher the other night. I saw part of it. <laughs> Did you see the part where Seth and Adam and Bill asked the question if they were if we are aren't we over patriarchy now? I didn't hear that part. No, I want to see this. I heard they had a big, uh, a, a big tussle on the show. But I, you know, Bill, Bill's show. I used to do it all the time. He, I, I've known him yeah. for many years. It's, it's not the appointment viewing it once was. He, this no, is what he does important. when there's He's when there's a me. when there's a Republican in, in the White House. Bill is a liberal. When there's a Democrat, Bill is a contrarian. I mean, this is his shtick. He did this with Clinton. He did it under Obama. You know, yeah. if Trump gets back in, Bill will be right back in the resistance tomorrow. That's just I know. That's, that's I, I have a love hate with him too, and I think. Also, he but he's becoming like the he's like the, uh, you know, get off my lawn guy now. He's starting to get a little crotchety in his old age. 
You know what? Whether that's true or not, a lot of people are saying it, and I don't know if he's paying attention to that or not, but you're right. But check it out, because it's a giant sausage party asking if patriarchy isn't done yet. You know, we have Barbie movies now, and, you know, half Mattel, their board is half women. It was just ridiculous. I was like, do you hear yourself? He needs to get more women in that writer's room, that's for sure. Right on. Laura, thank you so much for classing up my show. I can use more of that. Thank you. 866-997-4748. We're going to be joined in just a moment by the Rude Pundit. Really quick, David in Nevada. Thanks for being on hold for so long. You're on SiriusXM. Hey, no problem, Brother John. I, as always, man, your show is off the chains. Miss Cross oh. just broke that. She got it. 3.2 African-American pilots. and 3.2%. 3.2% of all pilots in America are African-American, and that's what Elon and Charlie Kirk, that fucking evil balloon head fake Christian, were freaking out about last week. They can't stop being racist because that's how they get popular, and they're weak men. Yeah, definitely. You know, in that a boat came off. Well, it must have been a black person, a mechanic or whatever there was yeah. going. You know how lazy always. and shiftless they are. Yeah, always. <laughs> Always, literally, you know, they both did that. They both tried to use what happened on that plane to to be racist in different ways. And they both found ways to do it. And they got retweeted gazillions of times for it. And you know what? There's more of us. There's more of us. Exactly, Brother John. And, and I just want to say this. Look, Donald Trump ain't said shit. You know, I've been saying it to you on your show for years. He's a broke motherfucker. Yeah, he is. Eugene, then, hey. 83 plus the five, that's 89.3 million he got to pay. Yeah, 83.3. Yep. And the beautiful thing is you get shit, you can't run and try to take campaign money to pay her off. He's trying to do that. He's, He's getting in trouble with that right now. He was pretty certain he could fleece these rubes for years and get them to pay all of his legal fills. Now, doesn't look like it. Doesn't look like he's going to be able to do it. He's going to have to sell a property. Heck yeah. And, and one thing to all of your all of the day walkers, as you call them, and your family and friends. November is coming. Yeah, please vote Democratic down the ticket. Doesn't matter. Even if Biden wins, we must get a House and we must get a Senate. Then we must look at number one. Biden now got to go to Justice Roberts and say, you know what, homeboy? The bullshit your little cohort's been playing is over with. I'm putting four <laughs> more justices on the court. Cause that's see, that's what has what, to happen. That's what that's has to happen. What, yep. We need the House and the Senate to do it so he can put four justices. Next, we're going to do Th- the voting rights. Act. I'd say three. You should do three. Going, yeah. Yeah. Well, three we or four, do, but we yeah. Can, we can but chew again, gum I, I, I think he needs. I think time. he just needs to threaten it. Like I don't even think he needs to do it. I think he needs to start acting like he's going to do it and threaten to do it. That's all that FDR had to do is threaten to do it, and they backed down eighty years ago. Heck yeah, we're gonna set back here. We're gonna codify women's rights. We're gonna set up here and codify human beings' God granted, unalienable right of free will. With human, with another adult human being, period. That's it. And autonomy of a female's body. They better be glad I'm not president, because right I'd on, be a cold blooded ass president. Because I'm letting all the GOP know. Look, <laughs> if y'all feel like that, I will give you a Boeing plane, <laughs> and I will let you fly to 
Russia or wherever you want to go where you don't have to worry about seeing Hispanics, blacks, Puerto Ricans, Asians, none of that. Because this is America. This is America. And the only way we will advance our country is to understand each other and to stand as Americans the right of an American to sit up here and make their own right of choices. Amen, sir. Period. Amen. Period. I'll vote for you. Discussion. Tell me when you're running. Tell me when you're running, man. I'll sell, sell T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Brother John. Have a blessed night. Were you going to talk about Bill Cosby? Is it, did you want to talk about Cosby? Oh, oh, I went with, yeah, but I did look, since it was civil, that's why that punk didn't have to go to prison. Yeah, yeah. You gotcha. know, and that's why I wish it could have had been, oh, my God, how come you couldn't have took your little pinky and done it in California? Hey, 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 there's still tons of women he sexually assaulted who will be feeling very emboldened now. Let's not get negative, okay? There's still tons of victims out there. Thank you so much for the call, man. I really appreciate it. We're at 866-997-4748, but enough of that. You guys know Lee Papa. He is the rude pundit. He has tens of thousands of weekly readers. He's a regular guest on the Stephanie Miller Show. Try not to hold that against him. The New York Times called him a child of Lenny Bruce, Richard Pryor, and Hunter S. Thompson. So they believe three men can have a baby. Why don't you? You can support Lee and get even more content on Patreon under the username Rude Pundit. Ladies and gentlemen, whether you like it or not, Rude Pundit, welcome back. How could I even top that intro? How can I do <laughs> anything after that intro? Well, well, although, although honestly, I'd have listened to both of those callers the rest of the night. They were they <laughs> were great. awesome. Yeah. No, they were. Let me tell you, we get some real geniuses that come out of here, some brilliant minds here in the wee hours. In addition to the deeply disturbed, uh, deranged people that are our regulars. Uh, Lee, it's, gr- it's great to see you. Thank you for joining us. Oh, always great to be here. You know what? You know what's interesting that's that's coming through with the, with the callers is I think one of the things that the verdict in the E. Jean Carroll case this week has done is it has unencumbered us. It has made us think, oh my God, he really can fucking be punished. That a jury can rule against him and fucking punish him. And yeah. I think that you know, and I know that it happened already in the in the E. Jean Carroll case, and I know it's happened happened in other cases but there's just we because there's this coalescing of so many of his cases going on i even think this will affect other juries because it's like <laughs> that that cherry has been popped i'm sorry probably terrible use of that but um but i think that the that juries can now feel like oh shit he's not invincible he is we can we can actually find against a former president and that's fucking enormous. And it better had me at indictments. You had me at indictments, but yeah, settlements, yeah. great. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing that we we talked about with our caller a few minutes ago. Uh, he hasn't mentioned her since. After no. the first settlement, five million, he couldn't shut up. After eighty-three million, he has been brought to heel, Mister Papa. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you know, and what was it that a uh, some hotelier the budget sweets person gave him a million dollars for his legal fees or something mm-hmm. recently it's like 
just just at some point it's got to come out that he like like your previous caller said that he is just fucking broke that he's got nothing and uh and i can't wait until the rest of it is taken away whatever pittance he might have is is fully taken away uh in the case in new york yeah, let me quote you from your uh, your threads, just a heads up. In case you haven't noticed, I will only refer to rapist Donald Trump as rapist Donald Trump, because that should be the first thing anyone should think when they see his rapist name or rapist face. Um, I, I think you're being a little too subtle. I'd like you to stop holding back so much, but I think it's accurate because it's astonishing how many Republicans are easily able to dodge the question, why are you supporting him at this point? And how many have been able, Lee, for the last week to play dumb and say, well, we'll let the system play itself out because they know the folks watching OAN probably don't know that there was a verdict months ago. No, no, they they don't. They just they, they feel like this is just some kind of deep state Biden run thing that is there just to diminish him for the election, not understanding that this is a case that started while he was still president, you know, right. that had in 2019. Uh, it's it's stunning to me that uh, that the, we always live in these two different realities. And like, how do you and I don't understand why. This isn't becoming more of a, a talking point. There was a representative today, I can't remember who it was, who in a speech said that the Republicans are supporting a rapist um, on the floor of the House today. And yeah. uh, and it's like it's like, let's just keep going with that. Let's just let's let's never let that part of it. Get, let's not let that name get away from us that he is a rapist he is i'll rapist try to do it child. i'll try I, I gotta be honest for a long time i've been referring to him as um uh, a fired reality show performer donald trump because he was fired from his own show for being racist um and, and i've also called him successful hat salesman donald trump quite a bit yeah. because that's i want to be fair but yeah i mean it's an amazing time where if you're trying to type about how racist donald trump is and your computer autocorrects to rapist you're still okay. You're solid. You're good. You're good. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. I mean, this is just this is really just the the next step in pussy grabber Donald Trump. You know, right? But Lee, but if the media that hardly ever asked any Republicans, hardly ever held any Republicans to account for birtherism, I think Jonathan Swan of Axios did it to Jared. That's all I've seen. Mm -hmm. If the media is going to let him use a racist lie for literally years with no evidence and not call him out for it. Are they really and, and not call out Republicans for it? They're going to let every Republican skate on Trump University where he stole from veterans. No uncomfortable questions for his allies in the Senate ever. Are they really is the media really going to hold people's feet to the fire when we might lose access to Lindsey Graham next time if we ask that tough question this time? Because you know how these fuckers operate, Mr. Papa. Yeah, no, they won't. They won't. And, and, and you know, it'll be it or or if they do, they'll they'll try to grapple in it in a both sides way, you know, like um, like do Republicans really need to defend Donald Trump on the on, on being a rapist? Um, you know, <laughs> some say they should just they should abandon him, but some say they shouldn't talk about it. Who knows where the truth is? I have to ask you, Mr. Papa, about the greatest threat to national security, and that is um, uh, Taylor Swift, apparently. I, yeah. I am so excited. I was discussing this with Amisha Cross in the last hour. Lee, I don't encourage Republicans very often to keep doing what they're doing. But this time, I'm praying these idiots don't realize the, how bad the optics are for once in their lives. I, I, I don't think they will. I think they're going to realize by the end of the week, this would be a bigger disaster for them than banning Roe v. Wade. 
Oh yeah, yeah. No, the, the, they are going. The, do they understand what they're going to unleash here? You know, wh why not just go after the Bayhive too? You know, while they're at it, just just to piss every fan base off. Because uh, they, they don't care about Beyonce. They were never going to have her anyway, so they don't care. Not interesting. Right, but, they no, never they Taylor never Swift, think about her. They never listen to her music. They don't know anyone who enjoys Beyonce, so it never crosses their mind. Right. And Taylor Swift was supposed to represent what they think is, you know, the ultimate in femininity. And, you know, began she, as a Christian singer, began as a Christian pop artist. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And uh, and and now has evolved into uh, somebody who uh, not only as a business person, but in her politics and uh, and her embrace of the LGBTQ community. And but this is all her, old news. What what yeah. happened now? Is it, Are these snowflakes just so fragilely that seeing a woman show up more than once during an NFL game fills them with terror and fear that something's being taken away from them. I swear to God, I've heard more of these humunculus jerk-offs complain about a second or third shot of her in the stands. Jesus Christ, it's the most popular female entertainer in America, and suddenly they forget what capitalism is. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, the NFL has got to be fucking loving it. The, the NFL has got to be like, fuck yeah, this is this is the, what the cure for ratings we've been looking for here. And uh, and they and the NFL has had, I think, its biggest year, biggest ratings ever this year. That's it. And uh, and, you know, frankly, I think I, I'm going uh, 2028, the Swift Kelsey ticket, you know, just <laughs> just just to watch those heads spontaneously explode. Like, we'll you know. See. We'll yeah. I'm, I'm still hoping they're both gay and it's all a fraud because that would just freak out everybody. And I'm a fan. Oh, of that would be. Oh, you see that. that would... I'm sorry, but I was working at Page Six TV when she was dating Tom Hiddleston. Loki and when they were having long walks on the beach with photographers present for every one of them. And they made us call them Hiddle Swift. And I was like, no, that's a fucking Hogwarts professor name. That's not a real relationship. So we'll 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 see about this Travis Kelsey. They will see Lee. Well, you know, now that we're going in this direction, I'm sorry. Travis Kelsey now needs to be trans because uh, <laughs> he needs to come out as trans. And uh, and then uh, he just... needs to come out as trans needs to come out as black. I need both of them to just DEI the fuck out of it. Both of them need to offend everybody. I I would like and you her know, and you know to what? declare that she's an undocumented Muslim before the week is over, if possible. And the, the great thing about the Swifties is they would go right along with it. They would be like, oh, my God, we love her even more now that she's <laughs> now that she's out and proud. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it. It is to me, there's there's an element of shamelessness that, yeah. you know, oh, here's something that's going to get the clicks. I think Eric Erickson mm. wrote something about that on Twitter, even though, you know, yes. fuck Eric Erickson. Fuck Eric Erickson, indeed. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, and and then you've got and I do think there's also a kind of strategy here of if we get this out there so much, maybe she won't uh, endorse Biden or keep quiet about her politics. And I'm like, no, she's got fuck you money. You know, she's yeah. she doesn't she doesn't have to give a shit about what anybody says. And really, if she wanted, she could hire a small army to kill every one of you. So, you know, <laughs> if she wanted. Yeah, it's true. If she wanted to, if she was so inclined, you know, it's, it's about time billionaires use their money for good. Well, let me just also say I, I, I would love to see Taylor Swift do this and be political. But, you know, I've, I've been waiting my entire life to see Bob Dylan do it. And Bob Dylan doesn't get political because Bob Dylan doesn't want to. Paul McCartney doesn't want to. Springsteen does. You know, if you do, uh, you too yeah. shies away from all of it. 
Taylor Swift is under no obligation to be a liberal hero. She's under no obligation to fight for the right thing, to use her celebrity for good. If she just wants to be an artist and count the money, like most of the artists I admire my whole life, then she's allowed to do that. I'm not trying to impose any any demands on her to be a good progressive either. She can just ignore all this, and she doesn't have to endorse Biden. It'll suck at this point if she doesn't. Right, right. But... I also feel like she's embracing the role model part of of what she's doing. And that's so. something we don't see a lot of a, a, a lot of pop stars do. And uh, and it's kind of interesting just to, to watch that as part of her her not to use, you know, her tour thing, but evolution um, that yeah. that that it's that she is she she wants to represent. She is representing how culture in all of its manifestations from sports to music to just the, the general zeitgeist of of this nation are it's shifted so far away from what these crazy right wingers are trying to drag it back to from the maga uh, the idea of culture that they're just being abandoned by by mainstream culture they are not yeah. mainstream culture and you know if you're going to say the nfl is a deep state op by by biden and uh and democratic operatives it's like the fuck are you talking about talk to colin kaepernick about that you know that's it that's it they they thank you we got a lot of listeners who want to weigh in on this can i can i take some calls from some of the evil army you know, of the I night? Love your listeners let me go to ron in california ron thank you so much for waiting on hold. you're on sirius xm with uh the rude pundit yes it's ron Hey, John, thanks for taking my call. Lee, Happy New Year. And I wanted to thank you, Lee. I don't understand why since 2016, why hasn't every question been about Donald Trump if he was to do his signature move and grab your female relative by the fucking pussy? That's it. Would you still support him? You're calling him a rapist. I appreciate it. And that's exactly what he is. They need to ask Rubio, hey, if he grabs your wife and kids by your pussy, you're going to support him? They can't They can't keep saying, oh, well, we don't know, we don't see, we haven't decided. Fuck them. I would, I, would, I, would, I would give just one caveat to it. What I would say instead is, what if Lil Wayne came over and grabbed your wife or your girlfriend or your daughter if, she, if he yeah. gave them by the pee? What if, what if a black man, what if a black homeless man came up to your loved lady and jeed her by the pee. Would that then count as sexual assault? Or if it was Lil Wayne and he's famous, he could just say they let you do it, right? I mean, it'd be a yeah. very different playing field, but they're still defending that. They're still defending it as locker room talk, literally bragging about doing what so many women have accused him of doing. They are in a cult. And to see what they did to Bill Clinton for consensual sexual activities and how they're going crazy defending E. Jean Carroll's rapist? I I don't know, Lee. I kind of feel like Biden might be able to do this campaign wearing slippers and a bathrobe. I, I don't know. I mean, the GOP is just setting themselves up. If there's high turnout, it's going to be brutal on them. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I think Ron's question is great. I mean, it, the, and as is your your uh, amended version. Yes. It's like it's like how how this is about real people. There are real people, you know, the women that 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 he went after, you know, the the you know, what are we up to 20 women or so at least? Yeah. And uh, that that those women um, come from all all sides of the political spectrum or are completely apolitical, you know, yeah. and and it's like it's like at what point does they it care? finally sink in? 
You know, Matt Schlapp grabbed a Herschel Walker volunteer's dick in the car and he's still welcomed onto all these news shows. I mean, I like, I mean, I would have thought for sure if they grabbed a guy's dick, then they're done. But no, there's no bottom, Lee. There's no bottom no, to this. No, no. And, 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 and bottoms are being grabbed, too. I mean, it's yes, just... indeed. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, really, at this point, you could catch Donald Trump, you know, with balls deep in in. in well, you know what? I won't go that dark. But Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Donald Trump could eat a baby. He could eat a baby and it would be fine with his base. I, not, I'm only sorry, that, Ron. not only that, but there'd be but the, there'd be MAGA uh, parents who would be like, oh, he could eat our baby. You know, we would be <laughs> proud to have Donald Trump eat our baby. Ron, go ahead. Back to you. Oh, yes. No, well, John, you were just saying uh, that there is no bottom to this. I would probably say uh, I would question Lindsey Graham. Tell me. There is a bottom. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still hoping anyway, there's a cell in Georgia for Lindsey. Believe me. I know. And at what point is Tim Scott going to find out his fiance doesn't have a penis? You know, <laughs> here's my deal on Tim Scott, Lee. I, I, I do congratulate him on his engagement. But I also congratulate the wedding planner for getting the full advance up front, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Full deposit up front. Yeah. And, and and by the way, by the way, who goes to the fucking beach in winter to propose in January, to somebody? Chris was telling us about that beach. It's a private island beach in the middle of January. And the best part about it, you could tell how surprised she was because there was a professional photographer there to capture the surprise. Yeah. Yes, uh, this, yes. Oh, oh my God! It was the the, yeah. the, the D Day invasion was less staged than that photo, <laughs> and I will bet I will bet you Lee's left one that if he does not become vice president, that wedding will never happen. Oh yeah, no, 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 no! It's gonna be it's gonna be you know. Can I go back to Zales and return this ring? <laughs> <laughs> Ron, thank you so much for the call. Oh, go ahead, Ron. Oh, John, just this one last thing on, on a serious note. I just wanted to say, Lee, I'm glad Sky is feeling better. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. My dog. Oh, thank my, you. My yeah, dog tell everyone about your dog. Your dog wasn't doing well, right? What happened? No, my dog just had a, had a tummy ache, and, and she was she had covered herself up on a pillow, and she really just looked like somebody who was hungover after, after you know, after a drinking <laughs> contest. And, you know, she really shouldn't try to outdrink me. You know, she's much smaller. <laughs> I'm glad she's okay. Hey, I want yes. to play a quick clip. Here's, here's Joe Biden earlier today, Lee. This is him telling reporters again that he will fix the border if Congress gives him the power to. Essentially, he's telling them, send me the bill. Have you done everything you can do with executive authority? Or is there more you can do? That's all I can do. Just give me the power. I've asked for the very day I got in office. Give me the border patrol. Give me the people. Give me the people to judge. Give me the people who can stop this and make it work right. So, you know, we now know from last week and Mitt Romney ratted them all out. He was an eyewitness account. Donald Trump has told them the border deal that they have been working on for a year that they held Ukraine support hostage for. He doesn't want it. He doesn't want the crisis to be solved. He wants it to continue. I have been telling these right-wing chuckle fucks, Lee, that it's all a racket. It's all a scam. Donald Trump has hired illegal immigration, illegal immigrants in two different centuries to avoid paying a living wage to an American worker. It's all a scam. They could go after the employers tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. start locking up yeah. employers and watch the border crossings dry to nothing. They will never stop it. They stopped Roe v. Wade, and now they're in trouble. They will never stop this. It's amazing how much Republicans 
don't get the news, don't get the memo, because James Lankford, who voted with Trump 90% of the time, has now been censured by the Republican Party in his own state for working on the draconian bill they forced Democrats to buckle to that they all loved until early last week. I've never seen this kind of cult-like groupthink in the Republican Party before, Lee. But by next week, do you think every Republican who supported Lankford's bill will deny they ever supported it? They'll deny that they ever wanted to even have a bill. And and the stunning thing to me is, again, the way that they will keep talking that they're, you know, this is an invasion and, 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 we, and you know, this is going to end in terrorism. And it's like, OK, so you're going to wait another year to solve it. That's what you're going to do, because we have a bill there that could do some good here. But apparently you don't give a fuck. And yeah, and it's it's. I, there is a really interesting angle here that 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 Biden is playing the triangulation game with uh, with them. Uh, there's something very Clinton esque in what he's doing, uh, giving yeah. them what they want, giving them what they yeah. want, then saying, "But you know, give me the 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 judges that we need so that the asylum and uh, system can work faster." And they don't want that. that. They don't Democrats want an asylum system. Wanting, yeah. But their goal is to have no brown people coming in. Yeah, They don't want yeah. to do anything about the people, the white uh, illegals right. who overstay their visas. You'll never hear them talk about those people. There is no plan yeah. to go after those people. I try to say it at least once a week. 50,000 Irish in this country are undocumented. Yeah. There is no plan to go after the 50,000 undocumented Irish people. There's no urgency for it. That's not a crisis to these people. It's the brown folks at the border who get the epithet slur illegals that they care about. But they don't. They don't care about this any more than they care about abortion, Lee. And so what are they going to do? Now they've handed the Democrats a huge potential PR maneuver where if nothing happens on the border, it's the Republican Party's fault. Donald Trump has essentially called for open borders for the next 12 months. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a nice that's a that's a great way to spin it. You know, I keep thinking about, um, you know, Governor Abbott in Texas, you know, Greg Abbott's big show that he's putting on down there, um, yeah. even as the border crossing numbers start to plummet um, and, 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 and somehow doesn't seem to require razor wire, but this standoff he's having with the Supreme Court. And I think about the town of Eagle Pass, Texas, where he uh, where where the focus is, where he went in and took over, had the Texas National Guard take over a park there. Okay, he had them take yeah. over the park without informing the mayor, without telling That's the mayor right. we're going to do that. And here's the other thing that I that I find just sort of really telling about it. The town, by the way, they actually there's a, there's a city right across the Rio Grande from there that mm -hmm. people go back and forth on the pedestrian bridge, you know, yes. because they like to go shopping and party in the Mexican town. Um, you know, people work in one side and go to the other. It's just the way a way of life there. That right. town, the park where that event where where that they took over, that the National Guard took over, the Shelby, Shelby Park. park. Shelby Park. Uh, by the way, can I just say named for a white supremacist Confederate coward general who lost and fled to Mexico. 
refusing to surrender to Union soldiers. That's who Shelby Park is named for, just so we understand the given circumstances and heritage of the region we're discussing. And it's the park named in his honor. That's the front line of yeah. this feud now. Go ahead, please. They had they had uh, put together a ceremony that they were going to have, a an evening to commemorate the people who had died crossing the border. And they had erected 700 wooden crosses in the park and uh, like a day before they were going to have the event is when Texas came in and Abbott said, no, fuck you. We're taking the park. And they came in and I assume they just trampled the crosses um, in, a, in a in a heavily symbolic gesture. Yeah, the metaphor is they weren't able to have this commemoration um, of the lives of the people who were lost crossing over to get well, to they're the not United real States. people, Lee. They're illegals. No, we have no, they're not no. people. Yeah. These are good questions. I mean, at some point, when is the president going to stand up and say, hey, motherfucker, that's the American border, not the Texas border. It's the United States border. And I don't see Biden nationalizing the Texas National Guard like JFK did a generation, two generations ago. A lot of people want to see him do it. I I think Biden's going to let Abbott twist in the wind on this because Abbott has proved himself to be a goddamn jackass on this one. I mean, I I, I think they're just going to let him I think they're just going to ignore him and let him have his tantrum. I mean, that seems to be the way that they do it is just let's see if they can burn themselves out. Um, Certainly it's going to affect, hopefully it'll affect Republicans in Texas. Who knows at this point? It's gerrymandered, you know, just so up the ass there that uh, that it would be impossible to really change Texas um, completely, completely blue. I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe they'll find somebody that can that can, you know, win in the next gubernatorial election. But. I don't know. This confrontation with the Supreme Court, it really seems like something that needs to be confronted. And it just feels like that this is one of those times where it's like, okay, well, you can Mm. play your little fucking reindeer games if you want to, but there's a a more important principle here. And if you're going to say fuck you to the Supreme Court, all right, that, you know, while while Donald Trump is trying to get it so that he's immune from anything, completely undoing the rule of law, it's like, all right, fuck it. Well, let's go. Let's put a fucking ship or, you know, let's put um, clinics um, on 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 army bases on on military bases in texas and let women get the fucking abortions that they need thank you on federal land that is what i would love to see this president do i guarantee it would be popular what people want from this president is boldness and to acknowledge that he doesn't work for netanyahu those two things that's all i want boldness and acknowledge who he fucking works for lee you're the best what is the best way for our listeners and evil army of the night to follow you and keep up with all your evil doings you can follow me on threads at uh, at Rude Pundit. You can follow me on uh, on Facebook, The Rude Pundit. You can uh, read the, the blog, the OG blog, rudepundit.blogspot.com. And you can join my Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Rude Pundit, starting at a dollar a month, three dollars a month. And five dollars a month. If you really want to get crazy and give me ten, that's fine too. I just posted <laughs> something where I I looked at uh, Donald Trump's issues page on his campaign website to show that uh, that everything that he's proposing it can only happen if you believe that reality isn't real. Oh man, can we talk about it next week? Yeah. Thanks for joining us. 